This is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast and today I'm with David Baker and David you set up the Friends of Lauriston Castle Facebook page. When did you do that? I did that uh, about a month ago uh, after about a year trying to get information from the the people in charge of the the castle and to no avail. Uh, So I decided enough's enough time to go public, name and shame. Well, we'll see, we'll find out later who you're trying to name and shame. But um, we've just walked down from a very busy car park. You've made me stop here at what you call the healing well, but I can hardly see it. Where is it? Yes, the paths, uh, when you walk down on the path on the right hand side, you'll see structure uh, in the undergrowth. Just a lot of undergrowth. It just looks like a bunch of brick, um, stones it to does. me. It uh, does. What is it? But it was built, it was a well where you, you could go and sit and drink mineral water. Uh, and it was built oh, way back in 1600 odd. So it's a 17th century well. And it was restored by the last owners, uh, the Reeds, in the early 1900s. So I think we'll just go around and have a look at it and see what has happened to it. Okay. And, you yep. know, talking about Mr. and Mrs. Reed, um, I, I kind of like this story that the Reeds were the last owners of the castle. They bequeathed it to the nation. Yes, it did. It was to the nation and to be kept as it was when Mrs. Reed died in 1926. Yeah, although there were some provisions, I, I noticed that uh, some of the artefacts might have been given to the Museum of Scotland, is that? They have, uh-huh. uh, some of the books, but, a lot of the books actually, yeah. uh, but there's still a largely, lot of books. Largely, it's as it was. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot, still a lot of books left yeah. inside. You're going to have to lead the way here, David, yes, I am. because uh, <laughs> otherwise I'm going to... We're back to onto the <laughs> uh, dirt path now. <laughs> <laughs> which is a bit damp and not very good for people with disabilities. Yeah, and you know, there is, there is a lot of tarmac road, mind you, from the, the main road yeah. in to but the castle. If they just put down some barking along the, the uh-huh. pathways, it would help. Yeah, or even a wooden walkway or something. I yes, suppose. something like that. So it's a okay. gorgeous late summer Autumn day here at well, Lauriston. So fortunate. <laughs> right. Oh, I see now. Okay. Now you can see the actual well area, which was a place of rest and peace. And I believe from people who lived around here in the 1950s, 60s, it was still functioning and used. People used to come along. There was uh, the wet. The actual water was running. There were cups, there were spoons to take the water out of the well. It looks, to, it looks a bit like an old fireplace to me. There's <laughs> been a fire set here, I think, has it? That's the vandals. <laughs> yes, and they've broken some, you can easily see they've broken the damaged the, the brickwork. Mm. Uh, and people are still here drinking and uh, so forth. Mm. Uh, so it's a place to have a party now. Some children do have. So now, David, we're walking further up the 
up the driveway towards a beautiful house of course there's a lovely cafe here which Mimi's Bakehouse have taken over it seems to be quite popular very popular um, so let's go onto the grass because there's a van coming <laughs> what made you begin to get involved in this? it was really when I met my late wife uh, way back in the 1979-80 uh, and she had a keen interest in Lords and Castles since her childhood, four or five, and there is a picture of her sitting on the, the Sphinx at the entrance as a, a child, probably about five or six maybe at the very oldest. And she taught or used the castle, I should say, uh, to teach drama. Kids would come from various schools around the Edinburgh area, go in, learn about the, the history of the castles of the Reeds and carry out the work that would have been carried out in the 1900s, the early 1900s, the Edwardian time. Uh, and then she uh, thought, ah, good, we'll, we'll set up a living history group. And she was very keen on sticking to the actual history that would have taken place at the time. That was key. That was key to the, the the curator at the time. So she set up a, a group uh, who are still going on. Uh, they dress up in period costume and take people around the rooms. And and so that that introduced you to the notion. And the the story of the castle is actually quite a nice one. I think. Well, from her, I learned a lot about the history of the castle and the grounds. It was fascinating. And I just grew to love it. Now, as we head towards the castle on the left hand side, there's the pond. If you can. It is there is a, a hollow ground <laughs> with water in it, but whether or not you can call it a pond in true sense. Uh, there's a lot of green covering over it, isn't there? There's a lot of sludge inside. It, according to the gardener, it hasn't been touched for over 10 years. Now, in the grapevine, I heard that the council were considering filling in the pond, which would be a disgrace because it's part and parcel of the early history of the castle and grounds. That would be a shame though to lose the pond, wouldn't it? Uh, it would be a destruction of history uh, and not in keeping with the reeds. Uh, if we go down this way, away from the castle, okay. past that fox off to the right. Okay. At least there are some signs here. Yeah. You'll see a building directly in front of you, and that is now used as the toilets, although the toilets are closed because of COVID-19. It used to be uh, a dairy. Mm. It's a very cute building, isn't it? It is. And, uh, With all the, the lattice work on the window. <laughs> it's probably one of the best kept buildings in the grounds, to be honest with you. <laughs> So that was used as a dairy when they were living here? Yeah. 
because you have to remember it's the early late, late 1800s early 1900s you had to uh, provide for yourself so they must have had cattle in here too then yeah yeah sheep as well in the grounds uh, or just because beyond the grounds the grounds go from Lauriston Road mm. all the way down to where where does it stop you can uh, see the sea certainly Yes, you can see the seas. Uh, it, there are boundaries there for Lorsen Castle itself. Mm. Then it goes beyond that. And uh, if, I, if my memory serves me right, the council purchased that ground to prevent any building. From the cast front of the castle, you certainly look right across the Firth of Thorn. You certainly do. Yeah. And it's a great view onto uh, Cramond Island and over to uh, uh, Kingdom of Fife. Mm. And a day like today, it is beautiful. Oh, the there, right there's, a couple, there's a couple of um, lions here. Yes, and they are part of the history of, of the, the castle and grounds. On the right was visible a year ago. On the left, it was covered in trees, branches. So no one saw the one on the left at all. Uh, I had mentioned it to the council. Uh, they did nothing, so I took away the, the branches to reveal the second one. And it adds to the attraction. I've seen a lot of people uh, viewing and taking photos of them together. What do you think these lions are holding? Do you have any idea? Uh, it looks a bit like a cross. But whether mm. it's a cross or... Mm. Or some sort of tool, perhaps? Could no. be. Could be. I'm yeah. not entirely sure. They're very nice stone lions. They're not exactly symmetrical, they're kind of different. Yeah, slightly. Mm. And yeah. often in see... There's a little robin I was looking, going to, I was going to mention us. that. Often I, I see robins sitting on top of them. Well, that robin is, is sitting on the branch looking at us right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's, beyond that, the area for the, the gardeners. There's another uh, building there, though, that looks quite like the, the dairy here. There's two buildings in here that which is directly in front of us. I'm not sure. The gardener that does come here and attends to the, the grass uh, does use the right-hand side part of it. Uh, it says private so we better not yeah. go in. But on the left-hand side there's another building and that was where they housed the boiler. Mm. Just to the right-hand side. Again that's all derelict. There is and it's a got a slate roof too. I mean, they're, they're you know they're quite nice buildings. If they yes, wouldn't take very much to make that into something again. Yes, they have that choice, but they haven't chosen to go down that path yet. Mm. I hope that they will do sometime in the future. Unfortunately, in this area, there's a lot of rats. Mm. Okay, well, in that case, I'm not going to linger. No, <laughs> don't. Right, so where here, now, David? From here we head down towards the glass house. All right. The Victorian glass house. This is the area you're most concerned about. It's one of the areas. Uh, there's two main areas: uh, the glass house and where the endowment fund went. But the, if we can go down to the, the glass house, you can see how bad it is. We have. Um, 
terrace fencing, that kind of boundary fencing up round the glass house, is that because it's in such a state of disrepair? It is, it's uh, a danger to the public. That said, the gardener, I believe, does use inside to grow tomatoes and other oh, I things. I can see a tomato in there. Yeah. But you can see uh, the metal railings at the top, a section has collapsed and the woodwork is rotting away. I would be surprised if it lasts another winter or two before yeah. it collapses. It's also being, the, it's being encroached upon by other hedges and things round about. Yeah, the, the, the actual uh, undergrowth and, uh, is, has not been well maintained mm. over many, many years in the grounds. It's just a been allowed to. Tomato in there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want it's, to go in and get? <laughs> not really. No. I, I think I won't. I think <laughs> it's pretty obvious. People don't want us to go in there. No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, it's a shame because it used to be used by a lot of people for various different uh, functions, uh, and it could have been used to generate income. Mm. Well, people are now crying out for places to grow food, aren't they? They are. And it could have had a, a Lorsen Castle fruit and veg <laughs> area. They used to have a, a kitchen garden in the grounds. Uh, it was replaced by the Japanese garden. Oh, well, we, we'll come round to that in a we'll minute. We'll come around to that Because that's on the other side of the house. Yeah, it is, okay. yes. From this sorry sight of the glass houses here, um, we turn round and there's a broken branch on the tree here. But then we come to a couple of urns, a couple of stone urns, which are at the either side of the pathway. Now I can see there's red and white tape. What's that supposed to mean? Uh, they're trying to protect the urns from vandals. Mm. Uh, earlier this year they had spate of vandals pushing the, the urns over. Well there are two, so they, of, two of them on the ground that I can see. Yeah, so they decided to uh, take the others down, obviously apart from the four that we can see here, mm. uh, to prevent the vandals uh, pushing them over. In doing so they damaged the urns themselves. Mm. <laughs> They're stone urns. They are stone, they are mm. old. Uh -huh. They are not the original ones, mm -hmm. way back in uh, the Reeds days. They were magnificent. Uh, and again, well, if you look bigger. on the Friends of Florsen Castle uh, Facebook site, you'll see photos of the original urns here in the Italian garden. Were they much bigger? Yes, and much more or uh, ornate. Mm. And this is not dreadfully well kept here, there are some flowers but... In the summertime it's beautiful, really beautiful uh, because we're in autumn time, we're in the changing period so I can understand why it's not looking mm. at its best at the moment but normally, certainly in the summertime, it is mm. and I'm not sure if they plant winter flowers or not yeah. Can we go over here and I'll just take yeah. a picture of these um, urns which are on the ground. Just, yeah. uh, it's so this is a this is the Italian garden. Yes. 
And any idea why it's called the... That's a monkey puzzle tree there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Any idea why it's, it's Italian? Italian because uh, the reeds loved Italy. And they wanted to bring Italy to Lorton Castle. Yeah, certainly there's some flowers here which do look like summery flowers and whatever. So, so where are you going to take me now, David? All right, we'll just go down the path to the gate. So, out of the Italian garden. Yeah. Um, and this this path is actually okay. This is this accessible. This path is perfect. Uh, mm -hmm. Generally perfect, I think. Uh, it's so this gritted. is a path which would allow somebody to come along here with a wheelchair or indeed with a pram or... Yes, I would, I would say so. Most of the time there may be occasions when that's not possible but mm. uh, it's in better shape than elsewhere. Mm. This gate, I do have a photo of Mrs Reed standing by it. I think we'll have to call it half a gate. No, it's got the other half. Just, well, just, it has. It's just, it's just open. There. Right. And so uh, this is uh, a very, quite a fancy, probably wrought iron gate. Yes, definitely. And not really looking in the best shape either. It's in need of, uh, I would say, urgent attention again. A lot of the deterioration in the grounds could have been avoided had they taken basic maintenance. At the time, now because they've left it, it's going to be very costly. Well, it's probably needing a new gate here now, I think. No, I think that could be restored. Uh, the rust can be uh, dealt with. I don't think it's. No, I, I, I think it's restorable. You're an optimist, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can actually well, walk through here. Yeah. And out the other side and then there's a beautiful view beautiful view of the Crabbing Island. Yeah. And right beyond. Then you come to the Ipery. Mm. Ipery, yes. Bees. And that's recent as well, but that's a lovely addition. Uh-huh. Uh, sadly I don't think they have planted enough or right uh, wildlife. Oh, right. Plants uh -huh. along the border. The uh -huh. well, you need the, you need lots ground. of flowers, don't you? Or flowering plants. Well, wildlife flowers, <laughs> yeah. But they'll grow themselves over years. Again, you'll see a lots of uh, undergrowth and vegetation, which uh, is home to vermin and detracts from the beauty of the castle. Yes, you have to have woodland but it's woodland and managed grounds. So now we're standing on here on the, the bottom path and with the apiary behind us and we've got uh, a nice view of the castle from here. The castle of course is closed. The castle is closed. Uh, is it normally open? It's normally open uh, before Covid. Uh, because of Covid it's not possible to take people around in a safe manner. So, yeah, temporarily closed. There has, I believe, been filming in the castle over the last week, two weeks. Uh, who or what, we'll find out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask Phil Edinburgh. Um, and then in front of the castle, we have a 
uh, lovely lawn um, there for where people are sitting on benches and playing and it's very nice here it's very yes, peaceful they created uh, three croquet lawns hmm. in the 19 around 1950 and is there equipment and stuff here to play there usually? are there is an Edinburgh croquet uh, club and they do play often here Certainly on the two lawns, which are level. The third one's slightly slanted. A bit of a slope there. Yes. <laughs> oh well. Okay. Uh, so much so, I, you know, I wasn't interested in croquet before, but now I am. It's a very tactical game. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you have to sit and watch. <laughs> and watch and watch and watch them. So there are lots of benches here because, of course, um, after the castle was bequeathed to the, um, the Secretary of State for Scotland, it was then conveyed to the forefathers to what is now the City of Edinburgh Council in one or other guises. There is actually a, a deed conveying it to them. There's a contention there because I wouldn't uh, say that the City of Edinburgh own it. It's, it's in trust, which means that trustees own it on behalf of the nation. The nation are the beneficiaries. And that's very important because it's the trustees who are accountable in law. Mm. For the condition of it. Yes, mm. managing it and keeping it in the terms of the trustee. The troculons do not fulfill the trustee because the trustee specifically says that there should be no alteration in the grounds unless it's in connection with the collection. The collection is the Reed's collection and that's the Blue John vases and so forth. Mm. And, and, and there, were, there, were some, there were some conditions that um, they could make alterations within the house, I think, so that they could better display some of the things in the collection. Minor ones, yes. yes. There has been, and I've just learnt that within the past week, yeah, past week, that uh, there have been, there has been uh, uh, at least one major construction taking place in the castle itself What's to that? accommodate at the time the library of Edinburgh. And, and so, so how did they, what change did they make? Uh, I don't know, I haven't been allowed in. <laughs> to find out. Nope. I've got some photos uh, of inside somewhere. <laughs> again, I, for well over a year I've I asked for access to the interior of the castle to see the state of it and that so far has been denied they have used covid but they're allowing others to go in with council staff which begs the question why not other people yeah i have what are they hiding i have been inside it uh-huh i have been inside a few times have you been around all of it though uh probably not all but i've been in the library 
Yes, I've been in the library and the, and the yeah. kitchen and so forth, where the general public get to see. Uh -huh. But the places that the general public do not get to see. That's what you're worrying about. That's what I'm worrying about. There's a lot of okay. water damage on the outside of the castle. Uh -huh. Is that seeping in? Mm. <laughs> well, we don't know, I guess. We don't know. So these um, the banshees themselves, you can see, are mm, some are new and in great shape, but some are not in the best shape. Yeah, they're in yeah. an extremely poor state, yeah. which is a yeah. shame. Well, that's I suppose much the same as uh, these are all much the same kind of benches as they have in Princess Street Garden. Yes. Uh, <laughs> If, again, if I recall correctly, they charge about £4,000 for them to be installed. Well, yes, that one's quite a new one because the person has just died in 2018. So yes. That one looks okay, but it's, the it's previous one wasn't in such great shape. This one here looks a little green. <laughs> <laughs> mm, no comment. <laughs> yeah, you can barely read the plaque on that one, actually. Um, Catherine Burns Friary, 2010 actually. Yeah, so it's not but that it's not, old. It's not very old, but it's certainly yeah. not been maintained. You'll find that with all of them. They're, they're hmm. within the 20 years yep. of installation and they're in that sad state. So anyway. there's a few brambles there in the bushes. There I suppose people come and pick them, do they? There's lots of brambles uh -huh. in the grounds. Yep. Again, they've been allowed to run wild without being properly mashed. Yeah, they don't actually do too bad actually. Well, they're in amongst the rooted end in there. Yeah. So. So during when, when during the pandemic, there was actually a, a one-way system in place here uh, because I came down and there was a kind of a, a nod to a, a one-way system. There was. They tried to put it in a one-way system. Not everyone uh, complied with that, but most people did. That yep. was good. You, it's the same as everything else. There are one or two people that are selfish and take no notice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a good, a good try at keeping it open and it was, and it was, to go and walk. it was a refuge for so many people. Mm. They could come, and there were a lot of people who came to Lordson Castle and because the castle and the grounds are so big. Mm. You wouldn't realise that there were so many yeah. people. Physical distancing was not well, a Well, physical difference was <laughs> no problem whatsoever. Mm. So we're approaching the Japanese garden and this is lauded as um, mm. something to be very proud of here in Edinburgh. It was at the time, yes, without a doubt. But do you know the story behind it? Not very much. I know that uh, it was uh, to celebrate uh, the joining of Edinburgh Council and Kyoto, mm -hmm. I think, in Japan. Yep. And there, there, there are lots of blossom trees, I think, here. There are, and they are beautiful yeah. in flower. We step off the path here and let these yeah. walkers go past. Um, and there's a pond here. Waterway or stream leading down to Bottom Pond, which again is, I think, in need of attention itself. Green. Yeah. Uh, sometimes 
Yeah. The water's not running in the, the actual stream itself. Mm. Well, to keep it aerated, it should be running probably. Yeah. So we're not really seeing this at the best time in any event, because presumably no. the best time is in the spring. Well, it's it's not. If a Japanese uh, person came along up, uh, across and uh, looked at the garden, the Japanese garden, they wouldn't recognise it as a Japanese garden simply because there's too much debris, weeds, uh, wood decaying, and so forth. Again, there are some benches here and there. There are, yes. Uh, so but yes, it's used, unfortunately, it's also used again for vandals. Mm. They tend to congregate in the building at the far end yeah. and drink and take drugs, I'm told. Are you sure you're not invited to these parties? Oh, no. No, it's usually mm. after, after hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not here. <laughs> I certainly don't want to be here when they're here. Are you here a lot? Yes. And the, uh, My late wife, uh, because she had, well, over 50 years uh, connection with the castle, uh, I planted a memorial tree in her honour. So I visit a lot and visit the tree a lot. So we've Please. done a complete circumference now of the castle. Um, we haven't walked through every single bit of the grounds, I know, because they're too big for, uh, for us to do that today. But um, there's another well here just beside the castle. And there's, you're telling me there's one inside? There's one in the courtyard, uh, just round the corner from where the cafe is just now. Right. And you can see that's generally open mm -hmm. uh, to view. Okay, let's go and have a look at that, shall we? Okay. Um, so when we come down to the board's front door, um, what we have is a kind of a wild meadow garden really in front, in, in the centre of the, the circular lawn in the driveway here at the front door. All the houses, of course, um, locked up and everything is closed. All the inside is closed. Now it looks to me as if there's been some new chimneys up there in recent times. Uh, Do you think those are reasonably new? Yes, uh, it would be certainly the turn of the century. Uh, I'm not sure if they've replaced them since then, since the weeds were here. Uh, but yes, I would agree that they are recent in history. Yeah. Uh, I, look, I think they look quite recent. You know, yeah. They look as if they've been done within the last 10 years, these ones up here, the big tall ones. No, no I'm not aware of uh, yeah. the chimneys being replaced in the last... 35 mm. years in fact, oh, wow. uh, over 35 years since I've been visiting yeah. regularly. Uh, if you look in the middle of the circle there, mm -hmm. you'll see the lectern sundial. Yes. The lectern sundial is a very rare object. And that has been damaged as well, not re uh, repaired. Yeah. And so that, so that is an actual sundial? That is a sundial, mm. yeah. And that again 
Well, it, uh, 1600s. But it, has, it, was... it can't possibly act as a sundial with all these flowers around it, can it? Not really. Yes, it can yeah. because it's the top part. Ah. That's uh, the sundial. Ah, okay. You can tell. Yeah. If it was all complete, that is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And if you look at the front of the castle, you'll see plaques and inscriptions. They, unfortunately, have been allowed to. They're quite weathered, aren't they? Weathered. Uh, mm. They're crumbling away. Mm. And what's the, um, do you know what the, the lettering up at the top of the castle is? I did. Mm. But I can't remember offhand. <laughs> mm. We'll let you off for that. Yeah. And I suspect there was lettering on each of the, yeah, the triangles at the top there. Yeah. Uh, those on the left appear to be restored. Mm. The one on the right, the one on the right is decaying. Yes, and the further ones on the right-hand side of the entrance there are gone completely. Do you know who built the castle? Or do you know about the history of it? I do, but again, I'd have to go back to my notes. Mm. <laughs> And again, if you look at the castle wall itself, you see what looks like a bridge patch of, of stone. Yeah, that's been it a looks as door if it, or something. Yes. Hmm. I've always wondered about it. I'll still get to the bottom of that. Yeah, it looks like there's been a door there at one yeah. time and then moved or something. Which would mean that there would have to have been some stairs going up. Yeah. Well, or a very large, tall <laughs> door. Yeah. So do you think that this portico here perhaps was added on, maybe? But this, this goes into a lovely staircase, so this is where the front door was. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly there were, over time, there was parts that were added on. When this was added on, not sure. But the lead windows at the side, you can see one has been broken. Again, that's happened within the last month, two months. Just because of vandals or whatever. The council aren't taking any precautions. Is there any in any is there the no security here? Not really. There is security inside. There are alarms inside. Outside, there's only one CCTV camera working. I think that says it all. Mm -hmm. Again, about this, this, um, the sundial at the front door here. You think it's quite rare? Yes. But it's very broken. I can hardly see how that would have worked. It is a lectern uh, sundial, uh, and they are very rare indeed, in the, certainly in the UK, and I don't think elsewhere in the world. Uh, they were made in the 1600s, I believe. Uh, and it is very complicated. There's metal pieces in various spots throughout the dial, and perhaps that's why it is rare. It was just so complicated to tell the time. It looks quite broken. It's very broken. Well, yes, it is broken, uh, and it's something that uh, I've been trying to have restored. 
uh, and still waiting. So to round off our discussion about Lauriston Castle, which is a, a gem really in within the city boundaries, what would you like the council to do? I would like the, the council or the trustees to restore the castle and grounds to the state that the reeds envisaged and were way back in the 1920s, 30s. That is a mammoth task, but a start needs to be made at some point. And it'll cost a lot of money because during the time, certainly in recent times, maintenance has not been carried out. And that is on the in the grounds. I have not been able to have access to all parts of the castle inside. So I don't know how much needs to be carried out in there. The trouble is that the council are going to come back to you and say they don't have enough money. What's your answer to that? My answer to that is that uh, in 1929 they were left £35,000. £35,000 in 1929 is equivalent to over £2 million in today's money. Where has that money gone? There is only, they say, £42,000 left. In addition to that, they could raise money by asking for donations. They could earn money from the grounds itself. Uh, they have just recently signed a contract and it's a good cause for dementia for the lodge to be used for 25 years. One pound. One pound for 25 years. Granted, they have to restore it. They have to restore it because the council allowed it to fall into disrepair and the cost of repairing it's going to cost 90,000 plus. So a peppercorn rent is yeah. not unusual for that kind of yeah. kind of arrangement. Yeah. So you can understand that. But again, that is against the trust deed. Mm. It's a good cause, I accept. You think but it contravenes the terms of the trustee? Yes, because what has the dementia group got to do with the connection of the castle? It could be used for generating income or adding to the collection of the castle. And I think that's where they, they have fallen down. Do you, have you had any joy or any, uh, any good responses from the council at any point or do you think that you're still knocking on closed doors here? I had a meeting with Frank Little on uh, 27th of September nine, 2019 uh, and that was on the back of him asking me for my concerns so I presented 58 pages, A4 pages of concerns and he was taken aback <laughs> to be fair. Since that time I've been in email correspondence with both him and the Lord Provost, he has been copied in uh, to no avail. I've asked them to account for the, the missing, now I regard it as missing, uh, endowment fund money. Again, no avail. They keep on referring me to the current trust accounts. The trust accounts do not include 
income generated from receipts viewing the castle inside and anything, any other income, nor does it reflect the running costs. They spent last year over £150,000. But that's all been included in the Edinburgh Council accounts. So it seems to me that you are perhaps still at the start of this quest to um, get Lauriston Castle and its grounds back into some kind of order. So um, thank you very much for meeting with me today, David. It's been a pleasure and uh, perhaps we'll speak again. Yes, it'll be a pleasure. much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. Would you like to know more about that? Then email editor at theedinburghreporter.co.uk and remember you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk Thank you.